Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. When I was 11 years old, my parents handed me an envelope. My mother had drawn flowers on it, and although the outside was beautiful, the words inside were devastating. I learned Roy, my dad, the man who was raising me, was not my biological father. I was clueless because I thought we shared the physical attribute of similar-looking toes. <laughs> also in the letter was this phrase, this is why your skin is darker. I had no idea my skin was darker, nor that everyone else in my family was fair-complected and had blue eyes. But it was at this moment that fiery lies started to destroy my identity. The lies, I'm not wanted, I don't belong, and I'm a burden. Fast forward, years later, I'm 19. My parents are divorced by this time. I still don't know who my biological father is. I'm traveling to Iowa City to visit my mom, and my friend gives me this brilliant idea to have my mom draw a picture of what my father looks like. My mother, Sue, is a free-spirited hippie through and through. She loves animals, trees, and the birds and the bees. We didn't have such a great relationship growing up, and I believe it was because of the pain that she didn't process in her life, and there was a lot of it. My baby sister, Erin, at six months old, died in open-heart surgery. A few years later, we had a house fire and lost everything at Christmas time. And her past was filled with addiction, dysfunction, and pain that she never let go of. However, she is an amazing artist. The lion on my t-shirt, this is her artwork. Drawing a picture would be easy for her. And my, um, she got pregnant with twins, and our relationship shifted. And I felt bad for her stressful situation, but the girls actually brought us closer together. But due to the shame, I still had to muster up this courage at the end of the conversation to ask her if she'd draw a picture. She agreed she would. The very next morning, at 4 a.m., I get a phone call. It's my dad, Roy, and he wants to come talk to me. I start pacing the floor in anticipation of the bad news, and anxiety is filling me as I'm waiting. And immediately, my fears become a reality. My mom died in a car fire after veering off the road. All I remember is buckling to the floor, pounding the ground, and yelling. And one of my first thoughts, I'm never going to find my biological father. Later on that morning, we went to my mom's trailer. 
Her ex-boyfriend's there. He's also the father of the twins. And he has packed up all their things, and he's going to take them away. I remember my mother asked me if anything ever happened to her, she wanted me to have the girls. I was only 19. The police detective asked me what I want to do. Do I want to put him in foster care, or do I want him to take them? I ended up agreeing that he could take them, and I have deep regret. I beat myself up for decades. And at this pivotal moment, I saw my mother jumping up and down and my mind's eye yelling no. But I agreed he could take them. It turned into... I'm sorry. When the autopsy results came back, it showed that my mom died of blunt force trauma. Someone had murdered her, and her death ended up being a homicide investigation. The car fire and the car accident were actually a cover-up to her death. I lost four people that day. My mom, my twin sisters, and the identity of my biological father. The main suspect was her ex-boyfriend. And I learned real quick that reality was not like television, and this was not going to be solved in 60 minutes. My mother died in September 1995. Each day, I waited for the phone call to ring that there was an arrest. It was then October. I had never lived in October without her. And then it was five 10, 15 years, nothing. It was then at this time that the DCI agent gave me the grim news that it was highly unlikely her case would ever be solved. In the meantime, I sent my DNA in for testing to Ancestry.com and 23andMe with the hopes of finding out my ethnicity and maybe finding my biological father. When the results came back, I found out that the majority of my heritage is European descent. This did not satisfy my curiosity, <laughs> nor explain why people continually approach me speaking Spanish, especially when I travel abroad. However, I was able to help my great uncle connect with his 53-year-old daughter that he didn't even know existed. 
and I am extremely happy for them and the wonderful relationship they have, but it is tough to help someone get the very thing that you want. I had two huge mysteries in my life. Who am I, and will my mother's murder ever be solved? A few years ago, I was driving back from the DCI agent's retirement party, and I had this supernatural peace experience in the car. And I was able to let my mom's death go. I was closing that chapter in my life, and I realized it was okay if I moved on with my life. And then through all of the tragedies in my life and longings for justice, one of the bravest things I've ever done is process the pain in my heart. And after I let it go, and I went to his retirement party, I then had this crazy thing happen that you'll never believe. The lieutenant who worked my mom's cold case called to tell me that the producers of the television show, Cold Justice, wanted to tell my mom's story in the hopes of getting an arrest and conviction. I was not immediately on board. I had just let this go a few months ago. And the thought of revisiting her death felt like emotionally exhuming a dead body. However, I decided to go on the show. And almost a year to the day of letting it go in my car, I am happy to tell you there was an arrest for the murder of my mom, Sue Kirsten. Almost 20 years after her brutal death, never let go of hope. Her ex-boyfriend, was charged with first-degree murder thanks to the television show and the law enforcement that worked that case all those years. I am still grateful for them. We waited another few years, another year and a half, and the attorneys agreed on a plea deal, and it was the Alfred plea, which means that that. The defendant does not admit guilt, but that prosecutors have enough evidence to secure a conviction. So they agreed upon one count, suborning perjury, one count, arson, and one count, willful injury. Willful injury. Those words would cause me to burst into tears for weeks. How could I wait so long for justice and it be served as an assault charge? The prosecutors in Iowa City said missing evidence and destroyed evidence had hindered the case. 
I was a mess. I had come to the end of myself. I felt like my mother had become a victim twice, once by the murderer and again by the justice system. In light of the injustice, I had a choice to make. Was I too going to be a victim of the situation? I decided to give the bitterness, pain, and injustice to God. It had occupied too much of my heart for too many years, and he did what I thought was absolutely impossible. He healed it. After almost 20 years, I got to face my mom's ex-boyfriend in the courtroom and tell him how his choices had affected my life with the victim impact statement. I asked him to look at me. His attorney leaned over and told him he didn't have to, and he didn't. I told him, I forgive you for hitting her. I forgive you for dousing her with gasoline and lighting her on fire. I forgive you. Earlier this year, I had a dream, and in the dream was the ex-boyfriend and the twin daughters. And the twin daughters were crying happy tears because of the restoration that had taken place in his life. When I woke up from the dream, I prayed that that healing would take place. It wasn't until later that day that I realized the date. It was February 17th. It was the two-year anniversary of the day I had forgiven him in the courtroom. With all the mysteries in my life, I have experienced the power of letting go. Forgiveness has been crucial to my heart healing, and I'm confident of this one thing, that replacing bitterness, hate, and injustice with love, peace, and healing is the only way to live fully alive. And while I still have this daring hope that I will find my biological father, processing pain has allowed me to embrace my identity and enjoy my family, something I know my mother would have loved. Thank you.